Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the AI Comic Pod, episode number 66. Um, we've got quite a lot to get through this uh, this evening. It's just me and Stu, as quite regularly now. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm good. I can't remember the last time we had a guest on this podcast, actually. It's just become our... Well, it's because we're really antisocial. We're like electronic hermits. Yeah, it's just because we don't like anybody else. It's well, just, no. you know... Why, why dress it up? <laughs> Um, essentially uh, speaking of of not liking I guess so we'll hit the news because we've got quite a lot to cover this evening Um, hit the news quickly Um, the very latest news which has kind of been played forward and back but I think there's a lot more than just rumour to it is that Henry Cavill is going to be setting aside and stepping away from the Superman role Um, I think it's come out that he isn't, and it's just to do with a, a small cameo in Shazam, but I think there's much more to this, personally. I think that's definitely going to happen in the near future. Um, what do you reckon? It, it seems to be... First, it, it came out from several of the Hollywood papers. Yes, they love a that, bit of bullshit press. Well, but. exactly. It came out from less than reputable sources that he was gone. That was it. He was done. And then within an hour or two, I think it was his management company made some kind of a really It was his agent, I think. Yeah. They said the cape is still in his closet, which to me, I read that as more like the ball's still in his court where something's happened, but he's not out. But, you know, we're talking and maybe things aren't going as smoothly as we'd like. But yes. then Henry himself on his own Instagram page this morning, he put up a video of him wearing a Krypton T-shirt from the TV <laughs> show, holding a Superman doll. And, yeah, and, and, which and is he, pretty blatant. And, yeah. and he said something along the lines of, like, it had been a very interesting day. And it, it seems like, from trying to read between the lines, what's actually happened is he's not walking away from the role, but the Man of Steel 2 sequel has been benched because he's taken on the role in the Witcher TV series, which is due to start filming this year. 
And yeah, and going on to Netflix. Yeah. And, and that's going to be a year's work. And they were hoping to get started on a Man of Steel sequel sometime early next year. But, but they don't have a fucking clue what they're going to get started on next, do they? That's the thing. Like no, It just seems They've a got a lot of things that they're soft doing, and they've got a lot of things that they're hard doing. And they were, they were all in. They were balls deep on a Man of Steel too. But I think now it's a case of Henry Cavill's been sat waiting for them to finalise the details. And in the meantime, he's got the Witcher job. And he, yeah. he, he can't, he can't I don't he's, think, he's not going to say mean, no. No, I, he's a big gamer, apparently, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, he, and as he soon loves, as, as, as he'd been linked with series. the Witcher game, as soon as he was linked with the series, he yeah. was like, that is definitely something I'd be interested in. So he wasn't going to pass this up. No. While he was waiting for Warner Brothers to get their shit together. And and I think outside of say say Wonder Woman, um, I think all of the individual actors, they're not going to be sold on their entire future being based around DC at the minute. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't no. feel like the safest pair of hands because it's you, you not been a positive, especially after the Justice League backlash, which it was. You wouldn't do the Robert Downey Jr. move, would you, and say, right, well, over the next. That's my career for the next what? 10 years. 10 years, I'm going to be in six films, seven films, no, whatever exactly. it is. exactly. You You're not going to commit to that. You might be thinking over the next six or seven years, I might be in two. Yeah. But but that's not enough to turn down a Netflix show. I mean, everyone, Netflix stock grows every year. They just get better and better and better. Well, it's not enough to turn around a project that, that fits you as well as an actor. And that you're know, interested in. You know, yeah, it, well, exactly. I mean, it's a show he did... or a film. He did Fallout, so he did Mission Impossible Fallout. He played the villain, that's widely known now. And, and, he um, got, and he got from, I mean, I haven't seen the film, but from what a lot of people have said that he was the best thing in it, a lot of people said he was brilliant. He, he's he's very good. Um, I, I struggle with him as an actor, I think, but he suits, he obviously suits. Spot. I know, you, you always say that, and I, I get <laughs> that. But he, he plays a good villain for that, because it can be a straight-edge kind of part. And that film was more about him being a kind of... A, undercover kind of um, he's a double agent isn't he he's also? a double agent essentially yeah um and the whole reloading of his guns and he, he's got he's in incredible shape and he just fits the the villain in that that kind of piece um like the secondary villain you know what i mean in that kind of yeah. that kind of film but he played it really well and, and it came off really well and his stock's kind of risen again a little bit because you know as he, Superman, he took a bit not... of a, he took a bit of a battering yeah and he's not the only one would... man i which, mean ben affleck's career Ben Affleck's career is so up and down, but like his his directing career, and I've talked about this a few times. Um, yeah, nailed you, Argo. You always fancy and... him to to kick on more as a director, don't you? But he doesn't see. He seems to be sort of stagnant a little bit. Well, he's done two pretty uh, pretty iffy films recently, but before that, he was winning and winning Oscars and being nominated for Oscars for his direction. Um, and to to go from that to this current thing, and then take on. You know, the Batman role after Nolan was probably a really prized it, it was asset. A, I you know? think it was the opposite. I think it was a poison chalice. Well, I, no, I, I agree with you, but for a lot of actors and a lot of agents, oh, yeah. they go, oh, this is great. You know, look yeah. how high it is. Ben, the stock's ben, amazing. You, you look at Marvel. It's doing Batman. really well. You know, and, and then actually for him, he's gone, shit, that was a bad decision. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's gone, yeah. shit, my career's going downhill fast. And I think he'll be the next one to go, as we've talked about. 
Um, well, he he, he, when he, it was on, he was our next news item, wasn't he? So we, we may yeah. as well seamlessly move into that as exactly. if we were some kind of professionals in this. Oh, I know. Unbelievably. Um, it's almost as though it was planned, which as anyone who knows us knows, it definitely wasn't planned because we don't no, plan anything. It's, it's, almost, it's almost telekinetic at this stage. <laughs> we just flag it and hope for the best. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, the, so the, the, the Ben Affleck train is fucking pulled out again. I mean, the- I mean, he's he's not been interested from day one, mate. Is the impression I get. I, I mean, I know the guy often looks disinterested. He doesn't have that. He's he's not like a Chris Evans who looks like he's buzzing to be on set. Let's put it that way. Um, I just think he's not. I I think because of what's going on in his personal life, I think he's not interested in most things at the minute. To be fair, well, to the that's guy. that that's probably true. Um, but it, it just doesn't seem like a role that he's ever really been able to sink his teeth into. He, he doesn't it's, seem like he loves it. He doesn't strike me as the guy. He's not read the comics or anything. That, I don't think he's ever been interested in it. You know, it's feels like the Clooney fit. I know he was better than that. Don't get me wrong, but it just feels like an actor who's just, he fits the role in principle, but not in reality a little bit, you know, because he just doesn't want it. Yeah. Um, and I think you need, you know, I need an actor who wants it. And I, and I almost prefer a kind of unheard of, necessarily less, lesser known um, actor. If they're going to reboot it the way they're talking about with it being quite a noir, edgy detective story. I want that to be different. You know, it, it, need, it needs to be someone younger. Anyone who follows me on Twitter, which is obviously all of you because I'm fascinating, cough bollocks. Um, I, I was saying this morning, the I'm very intrigued now by Matt Reeves. He's a good director too. Which it, helps. His, his idea is he's going back to, it's not a prequel, but it's, it's early days Batman, back yeah. to the days when he was honing his skills as a detective. And yeah, he said he's going for like a neo-noir feel. And that sounds fascinating to me because people often forget that that is Batman's greatest skill is his brain. He is, oh, yeah. he, he's the world's greatest detective. And I love the fact that Matt Reeves is going. Yeah. Well, we've seen younger versions of him. We've seen the older, grizzled, you know, bit of a bastard version of him. Let's go yeah. and see arguably a true version of him where he's less about crime fighting and more about crime solving. But to exactly. do that, it needs to be someone younger than Ben Affleck, who's 46, and the recently linked John Hamm, who's 47. Yeah, and so, they both don't don't get me wrong, they both look great for their age. Um, they oh both. Christ, if, if I look, at, you know. I mean, I'm fucking 37, and John Hamm looks about 10 times better than me, the bastard. He's an attractive man from a couple yeah. of months back. And the difference with him and Ben Affleck is he wants it. He says he's read comics since he was nine. Yeah, and, and, and I, look, I can see him, and the faith fits. But I just think, again, like you said, I just think you need someone newer. And I know there's a few people on on uh, on Twitter that are big on Jake Gyllenhaal, and I love Gyllenhaal as an actor. I just don't know if he's quite the right fit. I don't think he's got the charisma to be Bruce Wayne. I think he'd be a good I, Batman, but I don't I, think he's got I, the charisma. I think you might have not seen the right films then, because I, I kind of go the reverse on that. He's very charismatic, especially in his younger acting days, and he's he's kind of moved away and done slightly weirder parts, and it, it fits a lot of the time, and he's done some kind of noir and thrillers and various. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know quite if it's... I just don't see it. I, I just personally don't see it. Um, and there's certain actors I, I kind of just don't want them to fall down that rabbit hole because it doesn't fit everybody it's not it's not for everyone no um they 
you know, with Marvel, as we always say, it's generally been really intelligent casting. And then when they bring on someone who's a little bit older and a bit more experienced, it's not for a, a bar Robert Downey, obviously. It's it's not for a 10-movie cycle. It's it's usually to play a villain in one film or it's to play a lesser role in a couple of films like, you know, Odin or Hela or, you know, even Jeff Goldblum, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. No one other than Taika could bring in Jeff Goldblum and make it work um, in the MCU. But, you know, it, it, it works if the casting fits the role, but... Batman is the role in in DC, you know. You can't get away from that. And no. I mean, he's arguably one of the roles in cinema. Yeah, I know, and I think he always has been. But I think that was elevated after the Nolan trilogy because it yeah. was just taken to a whole different level. And and it is hard to compete with that. And we, we've said that a lot of the times. It is hard because people will never forget. You know, Dark Knight's one of everyone's favourite films and Batman Begins isn't far off and all that kind of stuff. It's it's tough. It is tough to compete with. Um, moving on to Marvel, briefly. I think we were going to talk about Guardians, but it's just been done to death a little bit. Um, it's kind of on hiatus, which might well have an impact and they're doing some reshoots around Avengers 4. So there's a bit of fear that they're going to kill off a load of Guardians and then never return. But I just don't think Marvel will do that. I think their plan is still their plan. Uh, it might change um, and evolve slightly, but I think you'll still see Guardians 3 in the future. Sadly, that does seem it won't be with James Gunn at the helm. Um, it's all but confirmed now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I've given up. my. I, I still had a little bit of hope in the back of my mind that maybe they were going to wait for this all to blow over and then bring him back in through the back it's door just, without much ceremony. It? They're stubborn, man. It, it, and it, has, it is a difficult, it is a difficult one. I, I know it was... It was, yeah, we talked about this at length before, but it is a difficult subject. So, unfortunately, that does seem the case, but there isn't really anything to discuss with that. Um, the big well, thing... The only thing well, to confirm there was it's not come from any official channels that it wasn't going ahead. As with a lot of things, no. the story was broke by Dave Batista because he was asked about it while he was promoting whatever film. He just said now. it's it's not quite in... He's not in production in the near future, which it just well, means he, he they said need they, to get direct. He said they stopped yeah. production and then it, it came out after that that there was a load of crew and cast that were due to be at Atlanta in their main... Fair enough. ...their main studios, and they'd actually sent them home and they'd said to them, if you've got any other work lined up, take the jobs... Well, it's going to take time to to get... Realistically, if it gets done now, you're talking minimum of three years away, I think, because they were due to start production next year. Yeah, I think realistically. I think you're right. Um, It'll probably be something like a 2021 release when it happens. But I've I've made my thoughts known. If it's not James Gunn, I'd rather see it not done. I'd rather yeah, I, I, I'm understanding of that, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. Disney usually and, and Marvel usually have a way of making these things work, um, let's be fair. Um, but, you know, it's difficult and it is still early. If they still use the script and that's kind of sorted out and he still has some input, albeit not in the forefront, might still, might still sort it, depending on the director. Um, and I don't know, it's a complicated one. Um, the, the, the big news for me and the, the biggest thing is the screenshots and, um, and the kind of cover photo we got of, of Captain Marvel. Uh, Brie Larson in all her glory in the really, really cool suit. Um, this, you know, there was a whole cheesy thing with Entertainment Weekly about breaking the internet, but 
It was a massive buzz, man. I've it, not felt a buzz did. like that since Avengers. Um, it did. It, it really did break it, and they, they did it. They did it perfectly by 24 hours before. Yeah. They just gently stoked the fires, and then pretty much 24 hours, you know, to the minute later, they yeah. dropped they drop the cover, and the ad was at like 10 behind the scenes. Um, yeah, it was photo, 10 stills. Yeah. So we've seen the full suit. We've seen Jude Law's character, who we still don't actually no, know if it is. No, there's rumours if it's Mar-Vell. not going to be Marvel. Actually, there might be a little bit of a twist to that, but we will see on that one. We saw the Cree. Yeah, the, no, the scroll. Scroll, sorry. The scroll, um, big a part of a big, big storyline in Marvel Comics called Secret Invasion. Where yeah. basically a, a load of people and a load of heroes on Earth have been replaced with. I don't think it'll be the case that there will be a scroll in the Avengers, but uh, yeah. I, maybe not in the Avengers, but maybe somewhere in in government or in Shield or something. Yeah, I, I think because it, it is a good way with, with all the stuff they've had with Hydra and and Shield being infiltrated. This would be a good way for them to backdoor the scrolls in, and the scrolls are one of the biggest alien races in Marvel comics, so it's a brilliant way to get them in. We've seen young, um, two-eyed Nick Fury was a big oh, one. Do you know what, man? We we were so doubtful, and everyone was of this youth generating thing. But when I mean, uh, Robert Downey looked good. Kurt Russell looked, looked incredible. <laughs> he looked incredible, man. Um, Michael and obviously Douglas. they've done it within Star Wars as well. And Douglas, um, I think I think Samuel Jackson looks equally as good, if not better. Than all of them. He looks um, better than he did when he actually was that age. <laughs> no, he really does. And the scary um, thing is, we're going to get young um, Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson. Yeah, we're going to get young Coulson. He hasn't aged Coulson. in 30 years anyway, so they probably don't even need to, man. It's like putting Paul Rudd on the camera. He probably looks younger now than he did 30 years ago. Paul man. Rudd looks better now than he did when he was in Friends. Oh, 100%. The, the, the guy, um, like, I'm sure he bathes in monkey placenta or something. He's seen that doctor in uh, in Germany that we sent Michael <laughs> Owen two years ago. Um, yeah, the old horse placenta yeah. doctor. Nice. nice. Yeah, he certainly does something. Um, We're going to see um, gonna see Nick Fury lose his eye as well. Yeah, and we saw we saw Ronan looking attractive as well in comparison. Yeah, <laughs> Ronan what he looked like. Ronan, it, it looks like this is Ronan before the the Cree Scroll War. So yeah, before yeah, yeah. he went true fanatic, and I forget the name of the organization that they're in. I think is it Alpha I, Flight something like that. Something I can't remember. There's a there's a British actress who's been cast who's not had a, a huge history. Gemma, Gemma um, Chan. Yeah, and there's a lot of hype around her, which is great. Um, I just think, and then we had a, a, a classic shot um, as, of Brie Larson in next to the uh, the Mac Four Mac, whatever the hell. Oh, in the uh, the plane, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they um, they are leaning into a, a arc that she is a a pilot. Yes, and, which and I thought they would. I thought they would. Confirmed that when the film starts, she's Captain Marvel. You know, they're they're not starting. They might do like a little. A backwards There'll be some flash, story. yeah, to to, to pr- prior that, yeah. But I think it's going to be good, man. It looks, it looks, oh, it's going to be, it it's going to be amazing. It really, yeah. the suit looks like oh. one of the best I've ever done. It, it's you know what, it looks straight from the page. It's hard, harsh to say, but it looks like the best suit they've ever done. To be honest, which I is saying something. Yeah, because you think I how adore... good the Iron Man suits look. I know that's 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 the one that's maybe a little bit difficult to say, but there's, I mean, there's some of the outfits and stuff they they've really ramped them up and they look great. 
but that that suit just oh, it's just great and, it and it's going to be hyped it's going to be hyped to mass like it's going to be a huge film next year and I obviously Avengers fall but I think this is going to get a massive amount of attention and acclaim to be honest um, yeah I think you're right just got great people working on it I I've always advocated Brie Larson as an actress oh you, um, you've been singing her praises for years and well she's an indie actress and she's uh, she's kind of I think she's got that potential. Um, she's not. A little she's bit. not really been typecast as anything, has she? So she doesn't come no, in no. with people going, uh, "Oh, but she always plays this," or "Oh, well, she's never played this." Well, she's never really played a lot of roles, so it's quite a blank canvas. Yeah, she's. I mean, I, obviously, she's in Scott Pilgrim. Um, like all good young fledgling heroes have appeared in Scott Pilgrim. Yes, which is um, scary when you go back and watch it and go, "Mate, oh, fucking so many people." America. Um, I'm just wondering when Michael Cera gets his shot at some shit action here. <laughs> he could no, play but... one of Squirrel Girl's squirrels. Yeah, I did think the when Squirrel fin- Girl. When they finally make the Anna Kendrick Squirrel Girl film, that everyone he could be wants. the boyfriend. He could no, be he like could be, a... he could be the squirrel. <laughs> he would be a. Don't pretend that Michael. He's got Cera, the hair for it. He's got he's the got face the hair of a squirrel. Um, I would. I don't doubt that. that. I'd watch that film, man. Yeah. I'd pay to watch that film. Um, I think that'd be really fun. But everyone else in that, man, has generally got on to being a, a superhero. One, well, it's a great cast that come out of that and done some amazing things. But she's obviously uh, the the big film that got her Oscar win with with Room, which is pretty harrowing. Um, there's a great film that I actually genuinely think you'll like called Short Term Twelve, which is about kind of dealing with depression. Um, loneliness, anxiety, and all the stuff that comes along with it. She works in a kind of youth centre. It's a really interesting film. Um, again, and the other thing the... about her as well, she's young enough that she can become part of the... She's basically taken over from Captain America. Well, I think she's going to be the big... I think her and Spider-Man, if it works out, um, and I'm not sure whichever way they go else about it, but will be the kind of forefront of the kind of new Avengers really because it's you meant can't to be see huge. Iron Man being involved you, you just can't not in the same capacity maybe they'll pass the shield but we, we you know would imagine Cap is not going to be hanging around so um, well, it's meant to be she takes over from Captain America and then possibly Black Panther takes over from yeah. Iron Man they, they become, say, they become yeah. the two senior figures and Shuri is going to be quite influential you've then got Doctor Strange comes in as well and Spider-Man yeah. so they basically revamp but then they potentially keep Thor and Hulk as the as the sort of continuing members between the old and the new. But yeah. realistically, being her age, you know that they will be planning her for you know the next ten years in the way that they did with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, and she becomes a yeah. cornerstone of what happens now. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting with which way they they go about it. It's it, it's a lot, and I, I think we will talk about it a lot in the future. But there's a lot to talk about about how. They take the next step because, you know, we will get Doctor Strange 2. Obviously, there's more Spider-Man to come, which we is, is all confirmed for next year. Um, but it's difficult to see after that. Do you know what I mean? I think previously you could always see, all right, there's going to be three Iron Man films, three Thor films, three Captain America films, and then all the other things, Avengers. And there'll be more of that, but you just, you know, obviously Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, but and more Captain Marvel. Maybe yeah, we, we know we're getting sequels to Black Panther and, and Doctor Strange. What we don't know yet is we don't know what's happening with Spider-Man. Because no. as it stands, Far From Home is the last part of this 
current this deal. deal. So we're, we're They'll awaiting. have to come to an agreement. It's I, I don't see there being any problem. For me, it's all about how long the deal is. So is it? are they going to do another three films or do they double it, you know, go six, seven Yeah, yeah, yeah. Films? And, you know, do they then try and get more than Spider-Man? Do they then try and get other villains, other characters to pad out the MCU? Because, you know, there are going to be some pretty big shoes to fill when Robert Downey yeah, Jr. goes. Yeah, it's, and it's not just the... It's the it's all charisma and it's the whole onset presence and 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 it's it's also the character influence. Do you know what I mean? It, it, he's he's an antagonist, Iron Man, and he's he's also a, quite an influential character in terms of the whole setting together of, of the Avengers and whatnot. So it is, he, it's it's going to be Spider Man's surrogate father. You know, he's very much taken yeah. On and the it. same with Thor, man. He's become so influential. If he if he is to to move away from it as Cap, well, it's. They're, they're pivotal figures, and and because they don't have the rights to Hulk, you, you can see Hulk being a still a quite peripheral character in a lot of ways, and and then the others like Hawkeye or Ronan, whichever they they revamp it, isn't going to be an influential character. He's no. Ren is getting on as well, you know. So it's not, it's going to have to be kind of revamped and, and renewed, and and we'll see. I mean, they've got a lot of characters to work with in the comics. There's a lot of interesting things they can do. And I'm sure they've got all this in motion and in plans, but it's exciting to see what what happens, really. So yeah, um, it, it, it's the first time since 2008 you don't know immediately what's around the corner after exactly, which is great. I'm glad they've done that because other studios might not have done that. You know, they might kept feeding you the next project, whereas you don't always want to hear about it. You want to focus on what the here and now is, really. So and I, I can see the reasons why they're doing it because they want to keep people's focus. The only thing that people should be focusing on next year year is Captain Marvel and Avengers 4. They don't want people thinking, ah, but yeah, after that, we've got this, and then we've got this and this. Yeah, I agree. The, the yeah. only thing that matters next year from the wider perspective is what happened after the snap. You know, that that's it. That No, that's crucially it. So this is uh, obviously Captain Marvel's 90s. It's before the snap. And then we want to know what happens after the snap. That yeah, is, we, that's where we stand. We um, obviously are going to see some kind of thing of her getting that page from Fury. And that, that's going to tie it all together. And that's when everything will sort of snap back to reality and be like, oh, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, there's a, there's, it's going to be complicated. Uh, I fear more for what they've got to do in terms of Avengers 4 because it's fucking lot to fit in. Um, but we, we do know and I think we, we realise that there'll be a lot more of Cap and there'll be a lot more of his relationship with Iron Man in this film. It, it can't avoid that because that's that's what the last film kind of did avoid. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. this is the crucial element. And it, it'll be a lot to do with bringing the original Avengers as they were back together. Um, there'll be well, a lot of kind of heavy nostalgia here, but I think that's going to work. Um, well, they're the ones that are left, aren't they? And it's, yeah, yeah. Because as we've said, we know that one or both dies or retires or goes to an alternate timeline or something. So they've yeah. got to resolve that conflict in this film. They've got to get back to their, their brotherhood. Oh, they, no, they will. Before, yeah, they obviously will. Yeah. Before one of them goes. And that that's going to be tough. I'm going to be taking like a huge box of, of Kleenex with me because that, that's yeah. going to be a proper tearjerker. Yeah. It, no, it's going to be tough, man. It is, it's going to be tough. Um, and it's hard to top. I mean, Infinity War is still getting all the accolades and all the praise and rightly because it's just been released on Blu-ray and whatnot. And it's, it's such a great film. Um, oh, I, I watched it again. Um, yeah. I've watched la- it a few times now. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, I still 
don't like I think I said to you at the time, I can't rank Infinity War in my top films. I just for me it's only half a film. Yeah, I'm with you in a lot of ways. It it, it you need to see things as a collective and it is it is half a movie. You we're, know, we're you can't deny that. aren't we? You, you, yeah. You, you wouldn't watch like half of Empire Strikes Back and then go, right, well I'm ready to, you know, to rank this now. It's you need to see the whole thing and I'm pre when it's done, I'm fairly sure that three and four together will be my my top film because Infinity War was just incredible. Yeah. But we're, we're not done yet. We've still got you know another two and a half, nearly three hours of, of screen time to get through yet. Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty epic what they will be, what they will be working on, and and what will be the the kind of finished product. I'm sure. So um, we're going to talk a little bit more obviously in the future about this, but um, we're going to talk about the small screen with Marvel in Netflix terms. God, that's um, another seamless link. This is ridiculous now. I know, mate. I finally feel like I've nailed this lock. It's taken a while. <laughs> I finally feel like I've actually know how to do this. Years. Yeah, exactly. It's not just me going, oh, Netflix. Um, so we will talk a little bit about Luke Cage because we haven't really discussed it. Um, but I kind of want to talk about Iron Fist while it's fresh. Um, Iron Fist season two has dropped last week. Uh, 10 episodes. So about. So they finally listened to people 500 complaining. 500 minutes worth of, of, of telly. I was thinking about this. Was the Defenders only eight episodes? Defenders or was, it was eight, but they're, they're gen, I think it was eight. But it's generally 13. It's generally 13. And most people about Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones have said that that's three too many. It's the only thing I don't want. Is, I yes. don't want them to cut Daredevil. I want more. So take no, three off Iron Daredevil's Fist different. And, yeah. and give me 16 of Daredevil or take three um, off Luke Punisher Cage. felt right at 13 as well, just. Yeah. I think I think maybe again it's, you could probably still squeeze some, it into it's 10. It's still got some criticism where people said it still felt a bit leggy where you felt like one episode was being dragged out over two. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. I think Punisher had enough of an arc in the story to just about pull it off. Um, Jessica Jones, um, season one, again, you can maybe argue it was a couple of episodes too many where they lost its way before it got really good towards the end. Um, Luke Cage certainly, certainly in both series for me, lags and, and certainly is too leggy. Yeah. Nine for series one, Jesus Christ, that was a difficult thing to get through. And Jessica Jones season two was really hard at times to watch. Um, yeah, again, you, you had good moments. Me, you just had no. You just felt like no momentum. Did you watch one episode and it was just like I'm really not. I, and I want the momentum, man. I, I mean, season one of Daredevil for me is the one that was really well balanced. But then Defenders, we didn't have enough of um, because eight episodes wasn't really enough to give you. You didn't quite care about them as a collective, you know, um, and they didn't quite nail it with the. When the interactions were there, they were great, and I and I kind of loved the interactions between uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil, and obviously more with um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. But it it just I don't know. There's a little bit of imbalance, and I think that's people's main criticism. It's it's not necessarily the, the writing or the the characters. The action's generally really solid. Sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's even beyond that. It's it's more just that that narrative and that flow and and when you're watching something like we do and like a lot of people do with Netflix where it's binge watching or whatever the hell you want to call it compulsive TV where you're just hitting it as hard as you can you need to be interested uh, because 
you want it to grip you. You want that next episode to keep you up till one in the morning, two in the morning. And I used to have that with Breaking Bad and various stuff when Netflix first kind of kicked in. You're like, I can't go to bed now. I want to watch this next episode. Whereas Luke Cage season two, I watched two episodes and then I kind of left it for kind of months or weeks. Um, just because I wasn't ready. Do you know what I mean? And you have to be. And I know you're very good or you're very, I don't know, you just have to do it. It's like a mission for you to get it done as quickly yeah, as possible. That's exactly what it is. That's my mission in life is to end many of these episodes as quickly as I can. Yeah. And I and I, I get that. And I used to be the same, but sometimes then you kind of don't always enjoy it. And, and maybe you won't go back I've got, and... I've got the attention span of like a six-year-old. Yeah, I was so going to say trained chimp, but I'll, I'll take the six-year-old, I think that's fair. Uh, you think the chimp's a little bit more... Different? I'm thinking a chimp's a bit too sophisticated because chimps wear tuxes. <laughs> yeah, I can't see you in the tux. I can see you in the t-shirt tux. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. wearing the... Uh, yeah. You nearly got married in one of them if I'd had my way. Exactly, yeah, I can see you <laughs> just <laughs> under the suit, just ripping yeah. it open like Superman. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, I can see that. Um, but it, yeah, it is a tension span, but you do need it to grip you. And I think Punisher did that. We know Daredevil's done that. And we'll, we'll talk yeah, about that. But it was impossible excited. to not be gripped by Punisher because everything was just drenched Jesus in blood. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. And, and for me, I, for season one was a big letdown. And, uh, and I think I didn't know that much about the character there. I know we talked about him here and there with Danny Rand. But we just thought as potential goes, the martial arts, um, the elements with the fist itself. Um, and we liked the hand, we liked the kind of storyline, but that fit, did feel a bit in the first season like it'd been done before with, with Daredevil somewhat. Um, but the big thing for us to come out of season one, and I think the big defining factor for season two is Colleen. Colleen Wing. Well, it, it, it is with, just incredible. With regard to the first season, it came out, didn't it, that there was days when they only found out the, the choreography of the fight scene the day that they were filming. Which and is madness. Nobody, nobody can, can can work like that. I mean, it's it, it's actually maddening to think that that's how they were doing it on, on a show that's very expensive to, to put together. So they made such a big deal for season two. Yes. Saying that they brought in the stunt coordinator who worked on Black Panther, which had some incredible fight scenes, so yeah, intricate and so did. on such a grand scale. And the fact that the stunt guy had his own trailer where he talked about what they'd done <laughs> and how they arranged things. They were clearly saying to people, we heard you, we listened, we're really, really sorry, we've worked on it. <laughs> and and yeah. if, if people don't like Iron Fist Season 2... Fair enough. You know, it's not perfect. It's not as good as Daredevil as most things aren't going to be. But you absolutely cannot criticise the, the fight scenes. Even the stuff with Danny no. Rand in, they are ten I times better. I thought the better. stuff with Danny Rand was... Do you know what? It's, it's difficult, fight scene isn't with, it? His fight scene with Davos in Kun Lun was absolutely brutal. There was times watching that when I was wincing because yeah, it was that so bloody. Was one of the best put together fight scenes I've seen in a TV series for quite a long time, actually, just because I know the stuff with Colleen is, is great and all the high energy, high impact stuff that she does. She, that was just much stunt. more gritty. It was gritty because it realistic. Was, it, it was brutal. I mean, you could see, yeah. 
this was two people fighting for that, not fighting for their life, but fighting for the opportunity of a lifetime to yes. become the Iron Fist, which they've both trained their entire lives for. And it meant so much to both of them, but arguably more to Davos because he genuinely considered it to be. He said it, it, it's it felt like it was his right. birthright. Exactly. He did at, at one point. He said it was his right to be the Iron Fist because his dad was the one that that makes the rule, and his dad is the uh, the one that was played by Hoon Lee in the uh, you know the the bald fellow who yes. did all the talking. Um, and I like him because he was in uh, Banshee and he was absolutely brilliant. It, it's, it, it's, his was mother was the it. crucial one as well. That that kind of his mother looking... was a bitch. Well, she I know. Horrible. I know. His, his mother basically ruined him. I mean, to at, be at the end of that fight, um, you felt so sorry for the guy. He's just been beaten within an inch of his life, and then his mum proceeds to tell him what an absolute shit he is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that yeah. the fight scene as well, when he when he stands on his on his hand to break his fingers, and he thinks that's going to stop him, and it doesn't, because then Danny's just starts punching him with his broken hand, and it's just and the way it he, is a very brutal fight scene, and it is the one moment in the entire series, I'd say, that just. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It really got your attention. Like I, I, I genuinely really like this season, and there's some moments I really enjoyed. Um, but that that moment was something like you'd see in the prison sequence in in Daredevil, or, or the it's not quite thing. that level. Don't get me wrong; it's not. It's certainly not as brutal. Certainly not as violent. Um, and it's it's like moments you see in Punisher as well, to an extent. And and it did grip you, and it did make you stand up and go shit they they have listened and they 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 really are setting their stalls out in a very different way this series um they still followed a few of the wrong turns i think where they focus on the characters you don't really give a shit about uh, and i don't want to be too harsh but i don't really care about ward all that much um ward, i didn't care Ward's... about joy all that much either and out, I just out think... of the two of them there, there was more interesting joy because i liked when the when they really sort of laid out her her reasoning as to why she was being such a bitch, yeah, because you know her dad was alive and no neither of, of Danny or Ward thought to even trust her with the information. No, I, I know see how hurt she was, but yeah, the, the stuff with Ward's addiction felt a little bit forced, like it was trying to make you care about him. 
And I like Tom Pelfrey, the actor. I really no, like he's, him. He's decent. He carries he, it off well. Yeah. He was also in Banshee, and he played the, an incredible role of a reformed neo-Nazi who then becomes a small-town cop. I can see him as a neo-Nazi. He was really the haircut. He, he, um, and he, he was covered in tattoos like he had the Nazi yeah, eagle on I his neck. I can see that haircut with a neck tattoo. Yeah, he, I don't he, know why. He was um, brilliant. You should watch it. Banshee was brutal. It had some I, I never watched it, but I, I, I know I heard good things, so I might have to check it out. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think they quite... I, I just think they focused on their uh, their relationships a bit too much, and I think you just wanted more of, of Colleen. Colleen and Danny, really. Main, I, I just mainly think, Colleen, because her fight scenes are, again, the absolute highlight. Yeah, certainly. Whoever um, her stunt double is, she needs a pay rise. Yeah, but I, I don't know how much she does herself, but she's she certainly... Does, she does a lot herself. Yeah, I, I was going to say, she, she can she certainly put up handle... She like, um, like Daisy Ridley did in the build yeah. to her Last Jedi, uh, not Last Jedi, Force Awakens. She did a lot of work herself with, with swords and, and sticks and yeah. all kinds of she's, martial arts. She's a great sword fighter. I mean, Colleen is. We don't know how impactful, you know, the actress herself is, but it certainly works. Um She's she's incredible. There are other real plus points and there's other kind of kind of defining moments. There's a lot of criticism around Finn Jones and whether he can actually carry off a lead role. I think it's a dual lead role with with Jessica Henwick. I think it works enough. Um, I I don't have a problem with him. I think he's good. The only problem is they seem considering it's about Iron Fist. He yeah. seemed to be taking the Iron Fist aspect of it really slowly. Like it's two seasons in now. 23 yeah. episodes yeah, and he still doesn't seem to have absolute 100% control over his powers Cause I, the, I think in, we in saw a lot one, more that he did there was a lot but, more but in the first one the whole, ang- the whole arc was he didn't have control over his powers yeah, at all Defenders because, was similar Yeah, he, he, he couldn't summon the fist whenever he wanted and now it was he could but then they've gone through this weird arc of like whenever he uses the fist he te- it makes him a bit violent so yeah. I'm hoping that that brilliant post-credit scene, which we can talk about as well, is yeah. him finally. He's got hold of it. He, he's learned to use the fist when he needs to. He's balanced his chi and all the rest of that shite that he needs to do, <laughs> and he's actually going to be a consistent iron fist. That, yeah, because he it, needs it, to be out the four of them. He's the level-headed one. Jessica's the hothead. Luke's the sort of. Luke always seems to like want to be the cool-headed one, but then he always ends up losing his shit because someone like hits him over the head with a breeze block. And <laughs> and Daredevil is just gone a little bit maniacal. Yes. So Iron Fist needs to be the one that keeps everyone's heads together. Well, and... and I think we saw in Luke Cage, which we will talk about, is he's talking about Chi and and just calming Luke Cage and all this kind of stuff. And then you come on to watching Iron Fist, you're like, well, where's your Chi, dude? You're completely losing your shit at yeah. a given moment. Do you know what I mean? It's Yeah, I, I think the writing behind him wasn't that solid. And I think they basically realised, actually, Colleen's the one we like here. Everyone really liked her in the first series. Let's focus on Colleen subtly and try and keep the focus away from Danny a little bit, Um, which is a little bit harsh, but I think it kind of balanced okay in that regard. Um, But I think as a series with the action and the way it developed was good. And I think the the final three episodes were were damn good. Were really really next level. It really did. It, It I thought it had a good pace. It benefited from the ten fewer episodes. from ten yeah. episodes. It really did. They were able to tell the story properly. 
but yeah. And I like it, the story with the, the kind of Chinatown Wars and, and what went on there. I thought that was actually quite well done between the Hatchets and the Tigers. Yeah. Um, and I, I, think, I, like I think they the balanced that now. well. The lady who played the, the wife of the one of the uh, leaders of either oh, the Hatchets, I think, um, or the Tigers, the one that run the docks, she was good, man. And there was a yeah. couple of actors in, in there. The guy who had the eye patch. He was, was, a bit of, was, he was a good dick, Adam. He was he really was, good. He was, man. He was. And that did help a little bit because I think Davos was a little a bit harsh at times to to to, to watch. He, he, oh, I'm not... He was harsh in general, like when he punched through that kid's chest. Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah, he did some pretty brutal things. Killed the shop owner and the restaurant owner for no reason when he started to really lose all idea of morality and stuff. And I think he, he played it quite well. Um, I wasn't convinced quite he was he was the greatest villain you'll ever see in the world. But I think the martial arts with him, the sequences um, were great because they were really quick and effective and they just showed... He was in complete control at all times. And, Do you know and what I mean? He, he's another one. He did a lot of his own stunts. He's put up a lot of behind the scenes. He, he and I've Finn not Jones. seen him much before. He's been in Sherlock, I remember. Maybe Had just he? one episode. I think I swear he was in one episode of Sherlock. Um, but he's done various bits and pieces, and he is he's an interesting enough actor. Um, Sasha something. Yeah, I saw he was in Sherlock. I'm probably not wrong. Um, no, he wasn't Sherlock as AJ in one episode, which I remember. There was a fight sequence with him as well. Um, but he, he's worked hard. I mean, the, the three of them on the fight scenes have come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, and I, and certainly I can, I can see why they did that, because in in the comics, Davos becomes the Steel Serpent. And it's it's I think it's, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, anyone. I think it's a similar sort of angle where he feels aggrieved because he should have got the iron fist and Danny's, yeah. you know, stolen his birthright. But I don't know I don't think he steals the, the iron fist from Danny, but he does end up with iron fist like powers. Um and he, he yeah. had a similar tattoo where it's basically it's the iron fist dragon but he doesn't have the wings on it so it looks more like a serpent. And that's, that's the thing. one thing that I think they they were getting towards, especially last few episodes, about the kind of mythology of side of things. But I want more of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's no. that's what intrigues me about the show. I, I like they never showed Kunlung in the first series, and people were pissed off with that because they felt like they probably didn't have the budget, um, and obviously didn't focus on the dragon, and they didn't get that again in this series. But you thought you saw a bit more. You saw the background of Kunlung with the fight scene, as we know. And you just, you want more of that. There's it's already the, pretty much been confirmed that season three is going to delve more into Kunlun. Yeah, I mean, it the, certainly and will. Mythology. And they've certainly clearly gone that direction, especially, as you mentioned, towards the end of the, the se- season with the, the kind of cut scene and stuff where they've, him and um, Danny and Ward have headed off on this kind of adventure to kind of understand what's gone on um, and all, with all the, the Iron Fist. And the way they've changed... Um, Colleen as well. So now they've got Colleen as being a, um, a a direct descendant of this um, this pirate lady. If I'm not going to yeah 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 because I can't even remember what it was. But that that woman, the pirate woman, she is actually a real character in the comics. Yes, but she wasn't related to Colleen Wing. But I like the way they've done that. To no, me, that, and, and it means that she can hold the fist. Whereas it would have been a what, little bit like. Oh, anyone can hold it. Do you exactly. know, you, you feel like you need something. Do you know what it reminded to to... me of? It reminded me of um, Guardians with the whole. Well, hang yeah, on. yeah, yeah. 
If nobody can hold an Infinity Stone, why was Quill why able to hold Welcome well, Descended from, from Celestial? Exactly. Okay. And I, I did think that. I thought, no, he, he's going to step in during that ceremony and he's going to say, I, I was I wrong, I, I need too. it back. Yeah. But as soon as he said that she was Descended, I went, right, I'm a... I'm okay and with I'm that. glad they did that as well because it it makes her seem larger than life as well because now she's got a history that goes back to Kun Lun. She's going to be descended from a line of great, great warriors. Well, and my favorite, it basically gave me my favorite scene from a recent Netflix. Yeah, the Marvel series. Lord is fucking brilliant. I I was just like I had to rewind that like five times. I've got a gif of that. Um, it's the coolest thing, man. And notice how her white. Thing. So yeah, Danny. I love Danny the Dabot white, the red, and, and the yellow orange. I like the difference there. I thought that was really yeah. well done. The I one thought it was I'm, really well done. One thing I'm really curious about now: how in the hell has Danny got the Iron Fist back? Because yeah. If we want to, so talk... he's, well, he's got double Iron Fist, which is even more interesting. Well, I think. An Iron Fist can ha- can do it in both hands, but I think okay, it's just the power. I think it takes like a level of mastery to be able to do it two at once. Okay. But I don't know the way they're going. You know, they were talking about Awesome Randall. Yes. Well, Awesome Randall was Iron Fist during World War One, and I think he's going to be the Iron Fist that we saw in that video clip during season one. Do you remember where they showed an yeah, Iron yeah. Fist fighting with the forces? And he becomes like a mentor for Danny, and his whole shtick was he had the two pistols, and he'd learned to channel his chi into the bullets. Now, I don't know whether it's that Danny's got his guns which have been charged with chi, or if Danny has got the Iron Fist back. I'm hoping it's that he's got the Iron Fist back, and somehow he's gone away, and he's learned that Colleen Davos didn't take the whole thing from him. He just took, like, part of the... What was it they called it? It was it was it the dragon the the heart of the dragon they call it the like the power when it's it's taken. Yeah, the heart of the dragon. Yeah. And that that's gonna be interesting, but that's what they were talking about when they were they were in the bar in Hokkaido when they're talking to that fella. They've stolen those pistols from him. Um so at some okay. point awesome cause I can't remember what he says, but he says something about that mess in and then he he names a city, it might be. Yeah, I can't remember that. And then as soon as he says that, that's when Danny opens his coat and he says something like, oh, you mean these or what these? So they've obviously tried to disrupt this guy's criminal enterprise. They've stolen Orson Randall's pistols. But then it raises the question, well, why the hell would Orson Randall be sending the body of another dead Iron Fist to Davos? Because that means... It's, it's very intriguing. Actually. But they're clearly yeah. now they're going. They must be going headfirst down the the rabbit hole about the the mythology in Kunlun because now they'll. And I'm good with that, man. I think that's good. That I think it's interesting. Two. Third season, they're established. They've got the feet well under the table. They've they don't need to just bound. be doing localized battles all the time. You know, you don't need the the and, kind and of. By, I, by I love that. Season but three still. comes out. The the whole reason that Danny's sticking to New York is because of what Matt said to him after Defenders, you know, we exactly. want him to keep an yeah. eye on it. Well, by the time Iron Fist 3 comes out, Daredevil Season 3 will be out, so we'll know that Matt's back. So Danny won't, excuse me, won't feel as obliged. No, well, we might well have a, a, a very much more successful Defenders Season 2, I hope, if it happens, you know. Um, they need to get them right. I, I think... 
I think this was was a positive. I think Daredevil season three is gonna be is gonna be excellent as as expected. Um, and I, I think we haven't really touched Jessica Jones either, and I don't think we'll touch too heavily on Luke Cage. We can talk some some bits and pieces, but I think they they have dropped off a level um, since. Uh, and the Punisher was a high point, and Iron Fist is is an improvement. But I think Jessica Jones season two, Luke Cage season one, season two. They're good, but they're not great TV, are they? Do you know what I mean? They're not. Yeah. They're not what we hoped they would all be because I think we just Daredevil set the bar just so high. Um, and you know, speaking of Luke Cage season two, there were some good moments in there. I think we liked, and we've always talked about this, the the Jamaican element and influence. Um, I still think there was too much Mariah. Um, I didn't like her as a character, and then I had to have a full season of her. No, um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of her as well. And she just became really irritating, to be honest. And and I think throwing in her daughter for random measure was a bit too easy and convenient. And I don't know, man. I I, I just didn't quite didn't quite get there with it. I think Bushmaster was a, a good villain. I think the fight scenes are actually quite poor in Luke Cage. Um, really, so I like them. I know we can't do; it's not a martial artist, um, and I, and I kind of like the fights between them a little bit. But the one on the bridge wasn't all that. Um, the uh, initial one was good when he kind of, you know, they handicammed it, you know, and they they filmed him getting his ass handed to him by the kind of Jamaican um, street dancing, you know, with the spinning kicks and whatnot. I thought that was quite good, um, but I just don't know. I don't know with that series. I feel like it's a little bit... I was quite high on it for a bit, and then I've watched Iron Fist, and now I'm kind of a little bit... I really didn't like the ending. I, yeah, I, that, that I hated ending, the ending. That ending was, the ending was so out of character. So Luke now has become a crime lord. Oh, of course he has, that, overnight, that, to that protect the no city, sense. to protect Brooklyn. Oh, um, sorry, Harlem. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Well, do, you know, do you know ridiculous. whose arc that is? That Who's? was the whole arc behind the Red Hood. The yeah. Red Hood killed off a load of the um, the the gang bosses, and his whole shtick was, okay, well, as long as I'm controlling it, I, I know I'm not going to stop the drugs trade, but I can stop people like selling to kids. Yeah, and stuff I like just, that. And it, it doesn't I just, suit a character. That's an anti-hero move. That's not Luke Cage, who's and he's to be not, like the he, goodest of it, the good. No, and he, yeah, he's like he's like a black Captain America. Do you know what I mean? He's he's a man for the people. He's, he's, he's a right. Mr. Morality, righteous, you know, he's not, he's not a, a crook, and, he, and the actor, he can't pull that off either, man. Do you know, no. he doesn't fit it at it, all. It, it he doesn't out of his comfort zone. He's very clean cut in his approach to it. It'd almost be like trying to make um, Black Panther uh, an anti-hero villain. He, he just couldn't do it, do you know what I mean? It wouldn't fit, so it doesn't fit there. I agree, the ending was a big letdown, because I think they built quite well Again, the last three or four episodes until maybe the final one, um, you know. And I, I would say that one thing I haven't talked about, we uh, well, we won't talk about Claire because she's really kind of not in it anymore, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, she um, she seems to have backed off a little bit. I loved it in that we still got the customary um, Turk appearance yes. in Iron Fist. Oh, that I was, was made up to get Turk. <laughs> I was really happy to and have it, Turk. Only um, thing that was but, disappointing, he didn't get punched in the face. Turk no, always gets beaten up whenever he does. He, did it. <laughs> he does. Um, 
Oh, we can talk about uh, the character, the the redheaded. Uh, oh God, what's the name? I've watched this series two well, days ago. Typhoid Mary, but they yeah. they just got her as as Walker Mary. Mary, Mary Walker. Walker, yeah. Um, the, again, another character that maybe had too much focus for someone we don't really care about. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I just I think she was quite good. Um, I think she's quite irritating as Mary. Uh, I think as yeah, Walker, Mary, she, Walker, she was a badass. I think that's um, the whole point. She's meant to be a bit of an annoying, wimpy, wet bint when <laughs> when she's Mary. But when she's yeah. Walker, you you'd cross the road and walk very quickly the opposite direction uh, to get away from her. Certainly would. Yeah. And, um, and, and obviously they... she's a firearm expert, and she's a master of martial arts, and she's a master of. Yeah, she's she's basically a female Punisher was the impression I was getting to an yeah, extent. And she, yeah, not quite the same. She's got but... like a special forces background, so you know she's a badass. Yeah. But I like the fact that at the end they've they've sort of given a little bit of light to the, the third part persona. of the persona yeah. which I don't know whether they'll go down the typhoid Mary route or if they'll go by one of the other names which is Bloody Mary. Yeah, but, she had telekinesis and somewhat in some of her kind of. So I don't think she's going to get that got, kind of powers. I don't got pyrokinesis. Think. Well, the thing is, the original Typhoid Mary is a mutant. They can't yes. have mutants in Marvel shows because Fox owns the rights. Yes. But what's happening at the minute? True. True so enough. By the time that rolls out, by the time season three comes out, if she's going to be in it again, which I hope she is. If yeah. the, if the Disney Fox merger has gone through, they would be allowed to use the word mutant rather than metahuman. So they could then bring in the the powers. That could be the explainer as to how the hell she got out of that cage in the ground. If, yeah, they certainly got to imply something to do with that. To me, that's what they've hinted at without outright saying. Yes, that that's how she. I mean, the looked like there was about a twelve foot drop between the cages and the and the floor. Well, if yeah, got those flashback powers. scenes were well done, actually. And I, I don't get me wrong; I think her scenes were good. I just thought there was a lot of them for a character that's suddenly been introduced and isn't really that pivotal to the story. She didn't really resolve anything. Do you know what I mean? She, that, I mean, I know makes she... me think that she'll be a big player in the future. I wonder if she might take on an anti-hero role rather than being an outright villain, because she seems like she's got an element of morality. Yeah, she, she seems like it's hard to say it's like like a good bounty hunter you know she'd kill a target but she wouldn't kill other people around them that kind of thing and yeah, I wonder she, if yeah, maybe she could be like a bit of a foil for, for Danny because again he try, he needs to be the, the real Iron Fist he needs to be the good good guy she could be the bad good guy you know like the, yeah. the bad cop for him and the other key character which has been in both these shows is Misty Knight Misty's brilliant, and I love the fact that they're leaning on the whole robot arm thing. Like when she knocks the and guy off the motorbike and nearly crushes him. Yeah. She's going to get an even better arm, which is pretty damn cool to see because yeah. that's going to be. I awesome, want like an but... energy weapon in it, like um, his name's gone Andy Circus from Black Panther. Oh Christ! Um, why is that not coming? It's gone. It's completely gone. I'll find it. But I yeah, I, I, in the I, meantime, I think yeah. it'll be something along those lines. But I want, I think she's now being lined up to take over as Claire, as as the crossover character. Because with her being a cop, I, I, I think she's there'll be got crossover. Per, she's yeah. got perfect reason for crossing over because they're all dealing with crimes. Well, the police officer in 
in that vicinity would be as well. So Yeah, her interaction and relationship with Colleen in both Luke Cage and this was was probably the standout for me. Ulysses Claw. Ulysses Claw, of course. Um, I yeah, think she's... Def- definitely one of the standouts. I think one of the standouts for certain. I think her and Colleen are great together. I think they they bounce off each other really well. Please, um, I think please. The chemistry just, is awesome there. Give us like um, a short, even if it's like six episodes, Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah. Where it's just those two, because they are so good on screen together. I, they're just brilliant together. They just they just have, and it feels real. I, I, I mean, I know with these shows, so it's some of the acting and stuff, but you don't know how they got on, on an offset, but... They just, they seem to actually have, there's a lot of warmth when they're together. Um, and they developed great, it great naturally. Bar scene in, yeah, there's a great bar scene in Luke Cage when Misty's getting her shit together, essentially, after all the things that had gone wrong. Yeah, before um, she had the arm. They, you, you but know, they, they even developed it organically and talked about it like they admitted that they'd never really spent any time together or they'd never really had any conversations. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. they said at the, towards the end, didn't we, you know, at some point we should go out and have a beer or something. Yeah, and, they did. And yeah, they me, did. That, that's them just planting the seeds of, yeah, we're, we're going to put these two together more often. And, and I think can. you can see that because I think Danny and Colleen's relationship, it's, I mean, it might come back around, but it might not. I think it, they applied. Seemed, I think it, it looks like it's it's run its course now. It, it seemed yeah. like when they had it that feels like they both the needed dojo. each other for a period of time, but maybe not longer term. Do you know what I mean? And Colleen's maybe realizing her destiny a little bit more. As in, she she was helping in bed and she was doing things in the community, but she can do more than that. And I think she realizes that. And I think Danny has a lot more to learn, which we will. I think we're seeing in terms of the Iron Fist and becoming a true Iron Fist because. You know, I think that's what Davos taught us that maybe Danny wasn't ready for it. You know, I think that's that's kind of truth. Um, yeah, it was. It it was. It's you, you've got to think that by the time season three comes round, the culmination of the previous two seasons, he does become the real Iron Fist, and he, yeah, and it's he, about he's time and, and centered, and he can do all the stuff he needs to. He can turn the fist on and off when he needs to. He, he's showing that with the post credit scene. By yeah. the fact that he's now able to channel his chi into bullets, which apparently that's meant to be like a level of mastery of the Iron Fist. Yeah. He can channel it into weapons. And that also makes Colleen putting it into the sword all the more impressive. That again shows she's coming from a line of really powerful warriors that she's able to do something before Danny has, because she was doing that. Before. Oh, very, very soon after having the powers, yeah. And she looked cool as shit, stood there. Oh, and it looked she like she had. The, it awesome. looked like she was wearing a tracksuit that she used to wear when she was doing the cage fighting. It was a slightly different one, I think, because I, I think it was red previously, and she was wearing this blue kind of bomber jacket. But it was, yeah, it's badass. Um, and it's, it's cool it's, as fuck seeing a glowing white katana. And it was nice it was to see her with awesome. the katana because it was annoying that she left it behind the whole season. Yeah, it was but a kind of symbol of, of it her was, trying it, to... It was a symbol of her trying that. to put a violent past behind her, wasn't it? And she's accepted yeah. that she can't. And now she definitely can't because now in Danny's absence... So for at least three He's months, protecting the neighbourhood, man. She, she's, she's the one in charge. New York. She, she sort of had the baton handed to her from... Especially with Danny. Luke Cage suddenly turning to the dark side, which is just insane. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't you're know right. how they're going to walk that one back from Luke I, Cage. I think they made a bit of a bad judgment call with that. Um, 
I, I think, hope it's Danny. The, I think the storyline around Bushmaster was was actually really well done. The flashback scenes with him in Jamaica and all the harrowing past to do with um, oh, I can't remember the um, surname that she is it Stokes or Stokes uh, or Dillard. Dillard, yeah. She, Stokes she, is the bad, bad wanted, side of the family, you know. She but, married into the Dillards, but every time she refers to herself as Dillards, I love the fact that Bushmaster said Stokes. Always Stokes. And then it was Stokes, the last Stokes, episode, Stokes. or the second to last, yeah. she started calling herself Mariah Stokes. And I did like her when she started leaning into it. She, it just she took so long so for badly. this to happen, man. It just took so long for her to admit that. And it, it, it dragged just, on. She, it dragged on again. Thirteen episodes. It's too much. It is too much. You don't need the filler stuff in there. The stuff with his dad didn't really work for me. At times, it had its moments, but not quite right. Um, and yeah, Misty kind of held it up a bit at times. And her stories with the police side of things was quite interesting. Shades was okay. Um, but Shades, it, I, I thought was a bit shit. They turned him into a total, total fanny. He lost his edge, he, didn't he? He, he, just, um, he just went. He went from season one. You know, you think when Cottonmouth fell from the balcony, straight yeah. away he was there, bashing his head in with the microphone stand, and then he's like, "Right, oh, yeah. change your clothes, put it all in a bin bag, do this, this, and this." And now he's turned into this lovesick little bitch. Yeah, he went I, I, rubbish. He, they didn't get it right, and yeah, again, like you said, I think it's hard when you watch another show. You like. You compare the good stuff against the other show, and you're like, yeah, maybe it wasn't very good because it's not very memorable. Like you said, you watched it a little while ago, you don't remember much of it. I watched it more recently, but now I'm just kind of like, it's kind of forgettable. And you lost a lot of the parts that made season one good, and then you had kind of a lot of the parts that made season one bad, more pronounced in this one, really. Um, yeah. Like I said, Bushmaster was a was a much better villain than. Uh, the really crap um, snake themed villain in the first series um, which I can't remember the name of um, but they really killed off their best actor in season one about six episodes in so yeah that um, that's the big stinker is knowing that Cottonmouth was the, the villain that we all wanted and- Mashai Raleigh is one of the best actors around at the minute in, in terms of a kind of younger Newer, well, he's not necessarily young, but certainly newer actor on the scene, and he's he's getting all the hype. And True Detective season three with him could be exceptional because of him, um, if the writing's good. Um, and yeah, he's it's just it's just hard to take, man. It's hard to take. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I think we're all excited about Daredevil season three. That's what we've been craving for ridiculously so forever. They had that brilliant little teaser, as they always do at the end now. Yeah, they did. You, yeah. you never turn off the the credits on the last episode of a Marvel Netflix series because no, there's always don't. a little trickle trailer for the next one. Yeah. And it was only about 25 seconds long. And basically, oh, yeah. Matt now seems to have gone to the dark side. So we know he, we already knew that he survived. Oh, yeah. The, they, uh, they, at the, the end the of the Defenders building yeah. coming down on him and we know that that's going to lean into the born again arc with his mormon but we don't know how the hell he survived what the hell happened to electra and he's gone from his 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 character in in defenders was he was a public defender wasn't he he was really yes. trying to fight for the little guy and now he sat in that confession booth saying i'd rather die as the devil than live as matt murdoch 
what the yeah. hell has gone on? He's really gone full dark side, and I yeah. can't fucking wait. And have you noticed he's gone back to the old costume? Yeah, because there was a yeah, scene. I saw the costume. There's a scene where somebody it looks like Kingpin has hired somebody to wear a Daredevil costume and go around committing a bunch of crimes and frame him for them. So presumably to differentiate between him and the real one, he's gone, right, well, I can't wear that suit anymore. I'm not Daredevil anymore. I'm back to being the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, we, we always it hang our hat on Daredevil being one of the finest produced TV series in, in, and it is in coming comic, this comic year. book history, man. Yeah, it is. They, they still it confirmed is. it is coming out at some point before the end of the year. I reckon logically, December. I, I think, think November. Okay. Well, it's going to be soon, um, which is it, great. It, it can't be too far, because Luke Cage was, was it June or ago, July? Man. July, I, maybe. I, that's why I, they seem to do releases semi-regularly, two, two, and two I months. think every two yeah. months. So November would be perfect, because putting it on around Christmas, I always think is risky. Yeah, I think you've got so many people that say, so I'm maybe... not watching anything that's not a Christmas film. Or I'm not watching anything that isn't loosely associated with Christmas or Santa or presents or Muppets. That sounds like you. You're talking... No, that's not me. The third person. No, Michelle will watch anything that's Christmas related. I will watch Scrooged, Muppet Christmas Carol, Die Hard and Home Alone. Muppets Christmas Carol is, yeah. It's legendary. It's exceptional. It's legendary. Um, They're basically cartoon characters. We should talk about the Muppets one time. Yeah, I could do that. Um, <laughs> I really could. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, we're gonna we can attempt this. We're gonna attempt to rank all of these Marvel series. Um, there's been, I'd say, there's like three tiers in this. So there's there's, I'm not sure if there's a bad, but there's like an exceptional, um, a great, and a kind of good medium level. I don't think there's any really poor. Series, I, I don't think there's anything that's made me really want to turn off and, and not watch it. And there, there has been other things in the past on Netflix and whatnot that might have done that. Um, where would you start at the bottom? Let's do it that way. Bottom, I would probably say Jessica Jones season two. I think that's quite a fair assessment. Because it made no sense. The stuff with the it, parents. Oh, the stuff with the mum was the worst it was villainy so, type arc I've ever known. I mean, it life. wasn't even a villain arc. It was just weird. It was. It was just a weird arc. And I, I finished that se- that scene. Oh, and a and I, fucking blonde friend who went all weird Trish. as well. Yeah, oh, I, I felt God. no affiliation. I felt no more affiliation to Jessica after season two than it did after season one and the really cool kind of not flatmate but the guy that worked for that was down the malcolm down the hall yeah they ruined his character a bit as well like, yeah malcolm turned into a proper guy. corporate prick he was great when he was a smackhead get him back on the smack yeah they actually okay we i did do free scales but i think this is kind of bad telly uh, they really didn't get it right jessica jones season two they, okay, they so if, really if shut you say that bottom what are you saying for uh second bottom for number nine oh, man luke cage season two probably well iron fist season one either or take I'd, I'd say luke cage season two and then number eight i'd say iron fist season one yeah i think i'm in agreement with that um and then after that, it's probably a toss-up between Defenders or Luke Cage Season 1. 
I'd say defenders. And then I'd go look yeah. at season one as number seven, it, that would be. Okay. It gets a bit trickier after that. Yeah. Then I'm going to say... I think you've added more series than there are. <laughs> no. Um, Jessica Jones, there's, there's been ten seasons so far. Has there actually? Okay. Yeah, there's been two Jessica Jones, two Luke Cage. Two Iron Fist. Two Iron Fist. Defenders Punisher. To Daredevil. So 10. Okay. So Jessica Jones season 2, Luke Cage season 2, Iron Fist season 1, Defenders. That's 6. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. Then maybe Luke Cage season 1 for me. Yeah, I, it's certainly not higher than that, so that's that's fair. Um, Harder now. Yeah. Um, do you go Jessica Jones season 1 or do you go, um, do you go Punisher? I'd go Jessica Jones season one because out of yeah. the characters, she's probably my least favourite, even though I love Kristen Ritter and she does a good job with her. I think the first season um, was elevated so much because of... Tenant. Um, yeah. Tenant took just... it. Tenant Tenant was a god tier... A good villain, man. He was good a god villain. tier villain in a good show, but good plus god tier doesn't make it a great show. It's just a no, good it, show it, with it a doesn't. great villain. It doesn't. It, yeah, it, it still had some issues. Um, Same with Luke Cage season one. Yeah. If Cottonmouth had lasted longer, I think that w- that would have dragged the season up a little bit. I, yeah, I don't think it would have still maybe ranked any higher, but it would have been a better show. So, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so then we're talking top five. Hold on, we're talking top three, man. There's two two Daredevils left in the Punisher. Right, okay. Yeah, I got ahead of myself. Yeah. Right, well, in that case, my favourite, I always swap, I always, I'd say probably Punisher is three. And yeah. then... I'd go Daredevil season two, then Daredevil season one. Yeah, so. I would. I, the only thing that annoyed me about season one was I wanted him in the suit earlier. And I know. That, that always kind of annoyed me. And season two was just, it was so high octane and it started off at such a pace and it never dropped. So, yeah, season Yeah, I, I just two, think season one. one is just probably the most refined. Um, I think the action was excellent and I think it's got the best villain. And it was a brilliant storyline. Fisk is just uh, everything awesome. about it was great. The storyline was just just so much better, and and I think the sub characters when you look at them now, we were questioning at the time, but but Foggy is it was a is a great signed character, and um, oh, I can't remember her name, but the um, redheaded actress or blonde actress who plays the journalist type, she was she was awesome. Um, everyone in it, everything about it, season one of Daredevil is Karen just Karen awesome. Page. Yeah, it's just outstanding television. It's just it's just sensational. Um, it's one of the finest things in recent years. One of my favourite TV shows. I think I think Daredevil season three could round it off to being a great trilogy. Um, and the Punisher obviously is a big part of that. Punisher was a big part of season two, and I, th- I think they they really it's probably the best casting you could do there. John Bernthal is just excellent. Um, and it was fucking violent, man. And put, and Daredevil yeah. was violent as well. I think you forget that a little bit. I think Iron Fist and Luke Cage, Luke Cage certainly, it feels like PG-13 in comparison to, you know, the heavy, dark um, thing. The same with Jessica Jones, doesn't have that kind of violent streak to it. And I, I kind of like that. I like that Marvel, Netflix is different and edgy and they can't do that on, on film, or at least they haven't done so far. So, yeah, it's... 
it's good good stuff man um and yeah it's it's been a good thing to talk about and i'm glad we can positively talk about iron fist season two i'm glad it's it's done well and they made they learned from their mistakes that's all you can do in life yeah. i guess that that at the end of the day that's the good thing about these shows being a little bit more accessible than the major network ones they don't have yeah. many people to answer to so if if they uh, if they make as big an improvement between two and three as they did with one and two, then season three of Iron Fist could be absolutely brilliant because they've clearly listened and as long as they listen again and they just keep refining and not you know pandering to people and just give the people what they want but just tweak things a little bit where yeah. if you've got ninety percent of people are saying well that was crap well if you just improved that bit then you're gonna see about a, a big you know, leaping your ratings like the fight yeah. scenes. If you just plan your fight scenes a little bit more in advance. Oh god, yeah. Just, so just take the basics. They do. They make now. such a difference, man. The Daredevil fight scenes were so well done in both the seasons, um, and they make such an impact because they are crucial. It's, at the end of the day, they are action-based shows, aren't they? Do you know Probably what I mean? I like this more so than anything because it needs to have that classic kung fu vibe. And it, and does. it finally did this this time round. It felt yeah, like an old kung fu film. Every situation that you walked into was like, oh, there's going to be about twenty people <laughs> kicking each other and throwing each other. Yeah, out. it's not quite a Kill Bill scene where you know Crazy Eighty Eight rock oh. up. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it, it's it's got it's that not kind far of, off. Maybe like the crazy like twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, and it had those elements to it. Um, Daredevil certainly had those um, with the hand and and all that stuff with Electra. Um, and yeah, you need, you need that in these shows. It's, it is part of the, it's not about guns or superpowers. It's, it's about that close control, that close hand to hand combat. Um, stabby ones, as you would always yes. say. Hashtag yes. stabby ones. Um, which is nice. Uh, yeah, that's been good, man. We talked about some good stuff on this podcast. Very Marvel centric, but, um, that's so let, what's let us know going yours. On. Your Marvel ranking as well. Your yeah, it'd be Marvel nice Netflix to hear. Ranking. Yeah, a lot of people watch these shows. They're, they're really still popular, really accessible. Obviously, everyone's got fucking Netflix, so why not? Um, everyone's either got it or has got access to it. Way. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone has an access point to Netflix in the world, I would say. Everyone either knows somebody with one who's willing to share or has got <laughs> someone else's password and doesn't realise that all of a sudden, why does it keep telling me I've got to watch the next season of Iron Fist? I didn't watch the first one. Why do people keep watching Show Dogs? I don't want to watch that shit again. <laughs> it's that kind of stuff that I yeah. see from my daughter's account or my son's account. Um... But yeah, no, I'm glad they don't suddenly switch on and watch Daredevil. That would give them nightmares. Um, all good from us. Uh, really enjoyed doing this podcast. It's been a little while from us. We did an Ant-Man one some while back now. That feels like forever ago. Um, and yeah, really always appreciate. There's been some really good figures and, 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 and whatnot recently. So we do genuinely always appreciate how many people listen to these podcasts and, and interact with us. So yeah, please, please keep doing so.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.